I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like surgery, still! Is it still or again? All of the above. Mm -hmm. Why not both? I can think of reasons for why not both, but then there's other reasons of yes. So anyhow. Right? Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you were scheduled to have surgery at the beginning of the month or maybe end of last month. I forget. A month ago. A month ago. Mm -hmm. And it didn't happen because you got shingles. I did. Motherfucking shingles. Yep. Those ones. <laughs> that hurt. Yeah. They are um, bad. They are bad. Bad and news. What I can say is that at least you caught it early. Mm-hmm. I did catch it early. Apparently, if you can get your antivirals in the first five days, you have less chance of long-term symptoms. Those are only statistics. Those are not everybody. That is true, but thankfully, it did seem to help for you, and also, you got the nerve pain meds, which fucked with your head, but did get the nerve pain gone. They got the nerve pain gone pretty fast once I had enough of them on board, but then I had to get them off of, off board right away, too, because they are not highly recommended for people with depression, and I am very sensitive to meds. Mm-hmm. My provider was aware of this problem and warned me, but having an alien coming out of your side all night is also not very conducive to good mental health. Yes. I think of all the terrible ways that that could have gone, the way that you progressed through it was probably one of the best outcomes, one of the best processes that you could have had. Yes, considering it was all terrible. It was all terrible. Yes. But, you know, it was it the best. Worse. It was the best route of terrible that we could find. <laughs> it was the least worst time we could have. That sounds very familiar. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. So after the surgery was rescheduled, you did ask to talk to the doctor. I did. I sent her a very concise email because surgeons don't have time for these things. Right. And neither do their MAs saying, dear Dr. Surgeon, I would like to speak to you about my urethral opening and I could stand to pee in March and I cannot at this time. But I wasn't sure how to, you know, explain that as concise as possible. And you helped me out with that. We got it down to, you know, a couple of couple, few sentences. And the MA got back to me and said, absolutely, let's have you talk to the doctor about this. Can you do a phone appointment on, you know, Friday or whatever, you know, those are her office days. And so we scheduled that. Yes. And it was your understanding that that was scheduled for 9.30 in the morning? 9.15. 9.15. So a, precise. On a day that I was going to be working from home, mm-hmm. so I would be there to listen mm-hmm. and take notes and pay attention because sometimes words get jumbly for you. Yes. And so at 9.15, you got yourself all set up at the computer, ready to take notes, and you're sitting there waiting for the call. And then I'm after a while, I'm double-checking that it's on the schedule, and I see it there. And, you know, in my in my portal for their office, and, and I'm checking the portal email for the date and everything, make sure everything's right, nothing's happening. So after about 30 or 40 minutes, I decide to call and press the buttons for an MA and say, hey, you know, the doctor's MA scheduled this, and can you check 
if I'm still on the schedule at that time, because at that point, I didn't see it anymore. This is, you know, 30, 40 minutes later, and it was gone. Maybe because it was past the time. I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, the dude on the phone says, yes, I still see you on the schedule for 9.15. However, the doctor's morning phone calls go between 7 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. So it could be any time during that. I'm like, okay, that would be good to know. That and would I, have been good I'm to know su- beforehand, but... I'm not surprised. No. But when you go into the office, they make you uh, a 9.15 or a 10.15 time, and then you sit there and wait too. So, yeah, you know... And I had busied myself with other things around the house, so I wasn't just sitting there waiting. However, you know, I didn't do things like take Bob for a walk because I didn't want to be walking Bob when the doctor called. I wanted to do that in the house and then walk Bob. Right. So we waited. We did wait. Mm -hmm. And I was working and I was kind of clicking on my computer and that started to become a noisy annoyance for you. So you went in the other room. I was enjoying your company, but I can understand that if you're already feeling frustrated, that little bit of extra sensory overwhelm is just too much. Yeah, it was. So I went in the other room and we waited. And then at about 1133 or something. Oh, gosh. The doctor called. Mm-hmm. And I got on the phone with the doctor. Yeah. And she said, I, I don't know if I said something to her first, because what happened about 30 seconds into the phone call is the boy came home from school. At 11 something in the morning, the middle of his school day. Yes. At the only like three minutes I'm going to be speaking to the surgeon, because that's usually what you get about three minutes. Correct. And... Typically, when we're on a phone call or on something like that, my first instinct is to tune all other sound out so that I can be paying attention to what's happening on the line. Yes. But you got my attention and said, no, it sounds like the boy needs something. Can you go manage that so I can manage the phone call? Yes, because he was coming for us. He wanted some... Oh, yes. I went out there and like I closed the door behind me. I said, Dad's on a phone call. What do you need? Yeah. And it took me three or four interactions and I was like trying to sort of scoot him away from the door so that we wouldn't be making noise. I wasn't right worried about that. I was glad you were just out there dealing with him. And it took me three or four iterations to figure out what he needed because he said, I need some Tyno. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's Tyno? Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you, uh, Tyno. You know, the the pills for your headache, Tyno? I would have understood him, but... Well, you also speak that language sometimes, so... I do. You do, and I don't... I, I wish You're you looking would... for the real words. I am looking for the real words, and I, I, it makes me sad that you make this sort of sad face when I say you speak that language, because I don't see that as a thing to be like... It's it's not a negative, it's just a difference. Right. I speak a lot of different words, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have understood uh, Tyno without a reference point. I might have guessed Tylenol. I would, uh, at first I thought he was just coming home from the bathroom like he always does, he, whenever he, he wants to. does not like to use the bathroom at the school. It smells like smoke, and he gets accused of smoking if he comes out of a bathroom smelling like smoke, and, and, and. Yes. So. But he wanted some Tyno, and... I sent you out there to deal with him because you you weren't noticing. You were tuning it out. Right. And, but I knew he was coming for us. So I started waving my arms at you. As you're trying to continue this conversation with Dr. Surgeon. Yes. Who did have an understanding from the explanation from the MA and from the small bit I was able to say. Mm-hmm. She said, it sounds like there's a problem with spraying. I said, yes, that is an issue. The, the urethra opening is too wide and, and I cannot. It sprays and it drips and it doesn't make a stream like it it's does, supposed to. It does sometimes make a stream, but it is unpredictable and I cannot be peeing on the guy next to me. The next urinal should be far enough away that I am not peeing on anybody. Correct. I also would like to not pee on myself. That part. Yeah. And she said, oh, 
She did try to to address that at the repair surgery. However, it sounds like it didn't stick, which, you know, we're working with flesh. It does things. It regrows how it regrows. Where you put it may or may not be where it regrows to. Yes. So. And she said, well, we can schedule that. And I double checked with her. I said, so we can't do it at the same time. She said, no, there's going to be so much swelling from the Mons lift that I never do anything else when I'm doing that. I said, I understand. You talked to me about that before. I was just double checking because here we are with more surgery. I didn't say that part to her, but I was thinking that. Right. So after double checking all that and, you know, she understands the problem. I feel that she understands and I, I think she can fix that. I was very bummed about the idea of another surgery and also at the same time I'm like, you know, big shoulder shrug, like what what else is new? You know? Right. I have no idea if it'll be if they try to schedule it now and it's approved now, if it'll be included in this year's insurance or not. And you know, there's nothing to do about it anymore except just keep moving forward and dealing with whatever shit there is to deal with. Right. Because that's the way it is. Right. What do we say at the beginning? Something about training to make it not the worst terrible or something. Oh, yes. The least worst. (laughs) The least worst. Yeah. That's what we're aiming for. We're aiming for the least worst. Yeah. The best possible outcome. (laughs) Yes. So it was very frustrating because then he was gone and the doctor was off the phone and I was very wound up because I had waited all morning for that. And of all the fucking times for him to come home, it has to be right then. Yeah. And he's just been a lot extra lately. Like that day, I had had a hard time getting him to go to school. When he got there, he was not wanting to stay there. You know, this this had been the whole week. Yeah. You know, he'd tell me he had a buddy nose. I'm like, then hold it shut. You'd be doing that at home too. Right. You know, it, it was just something the whole time. And yeah. so then I finally took Bob for a walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because getting out into the fresh air and getting some movement is usually good for you. So that was probably helpful. Yeah, it was helpful. But even so, there's still just so much more that needs to be helped because this is kind of the never-ending struggle. Not the surgery, but the the challenges with number two child. It is, and it's been particularly um, taxing lately. Yeah. It's been particularly taxing lately. Correct. Because he's not, as you noticed the other day, he's never happy. Yes. He's at that point again. And so he had a med management appointment. He did. And... And at that med management appointment, I was the adult who was with him on... On the telehealth call. Mm-hmm. And she asked, okay, so it looks like we had uh, an increase in his dosage in the past six months. Mm-hmm. Did that help? And I said, well, yes, it took the severity of his symptoms from like a 10 to like a six, but a six is still a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So she is considering other things to add, but we are also having a school year right now and I'm about to have surgery, supposedly. So when will be a good time to add that? Right. So I'm going to take him for labs again so that she could see those and then I can message her. And I'm also going to try to move his appointment up because it's in January. I'd like to get it into the end of this year, mm-hmm. third or fourth week of the uh, December or something like that. Yes. Or maybe even so- if she wants to try him on something over the break. Yes, because that has been typically the way we've tried to do this if we're going to introduce a new med we try and do it while he's not going to be blowing himself out of school if it goes sideways. Yeah. But it's definitely noticeable that something else is necessary because like you said, he's still like when he first started the new meds that he's on right now, mm-hmm. or I should say the newest med that he just had an increase of, like he finally found some happy. And he's had that for quite a while. He's been on this med for a couple of years. Yes. And it really helped. Yeah. He he got on it after 
that incident in 2020 mm. with the other provider. Mm-hmm. She started him on, you know, he was much smaller than a lower dose than he's on a pretty high dose now. He is on a pretty high dose, which is why the doctor is saying, you know, he's nearly topped out. Do we want to consider adding a second med? Right. But the answer is definitely yes, because like the other day, you were having a day at home where you were hoping to sort of just have some peace and quiet because everything has kind of been a lot. And I was going to work down in the city and the kids were all going to their respective jobs or school or whatnot. It was a Tuesday. Right. So you're planning on having a nice chill day to yourself, had a dentist appointment and then not much else until you got a phone call. Yeah, I was sitting in the dentist chair and the phone rang from the school and the hygienist who cleans my teeth has been cleaning my teeth for many years. So I put up my finger and like a hang on and said, it's a school. And she's like, no problem. And the principal was on the phone and he said, well, your son got into a fight and he is suspended until next Monday. My eyes probably twitching by then because it's it's Tuesday right now. Yep. And can you come and get him? And I said, no, actually, I am in the dentist chair. And the guy says to me, okay, like, oh, this is kind of funny, but not. Um, I'm sorry, you're in the dentist chair and you're answering the phone to talk to me about this. But um, can does he need a ride home or can he walk? I'm thinking, oh, you really want to get rid of him. So I said, oh, he can walk. That's fine. I'll just see him later when I get home. And so they did. They sent him home. And I thought, for fuck's sake, now I have to have a kid at home all week long with no privileges. Yep. Yep. So besides thinking that's the end of my peace and quiet for the rest of the week, I wasn't like mad. I just thought, it's frustrating. And what else is new? You know? And I came home and he wanted to tell me what happened. So I listened and and he was trying to stand up for some much more disabled child in his bed classroom. It's just that you can't be violent at school. It's against the law. It is. Yeah. It is. And in this case, it is against the law because he brought you home. A citation. That he is going to have to go back to... The ju- uh, juvenile juvenile hall and either face a judge or deal with a, one of the officers again. And, and he will have consequences from them as well. And unfortunately, because I have to bring him back and forth to whatever his consequences are, I have consequences for his actions. Yes. Although number three child will be getting their driver's license soon. So hopefully we can pay them to be taxi. I don't know. Is I think there's some rules. Oh, you can drive with your siblings. With your siblings, yes. Yeah, but we have to consider whether or not he's going to be a danger in their vehicle because he never shuts up and they are just starting to drive. And they are a little bit anxiety-fied. Yeah. So nice idea, but I don't think we want to make them crash the car they already paid for. I wonder if we could get number one to teach them how to ride the bus because when number one needed to go to the juvie for, for his anger management classes and his case management appointments Mm -hmm. after he punched me Mm -hmm. way back in episode, like, I don't know, something in the zeros, like zero hundreds. Mm -hmm. He knew how to take the city bus. And I called the middle school and made them give him what they call a walking pass from the middle school Mm -hmm. to release him from school early and catch the city bus. So I don't know if we could talk number one into showing number two how to ride the city bus or taking him on the city bus to some of these appointments too. We might be able to do that over a break because number one child has a schedule where he has weekdays off. Mm-hmm. I think it's a skill that would be worth pushing. Number two child is highly unlikely to ever drive a car. Legal, legally, just saying. Correct. Unlike, unlikely to ever have a driver's license. I'll put it that way. Okay. Because that requires a written test and they do not read. Their reading comprehension is 
exceedingly minimal. Mm-hmm. And also highly refusing. So. Well, I yes. There's a high refusal rate there. Yes, but so. So that would be that would be learning how to skill. ride the bus is a life skill for child yeah. number two at this point. And and child number one owes us from a lot of chores they hadn't gotten around to in the last couple months. So I think that's a perfectly you know it's valid a fair trade trade. Yes. Yeah. Take your brother brother <clears throat> take your brother on a bus ride. Ooh. Yes. Yes. We will pay your fare. We will get your bus tickets. You we, just need to actually do the time. You can of even teaching. buy them lunch. Yep. Yeah. I would. They're totally food motivated. Those two. Oh, they both very much are. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. So he was home, and I get home, and he's talked to his his sibling, child zero, mm-hmm. and he's also talked to his old sitter, and told them both what happened. Mm-hmm. And child zero calls me. I'm outside doing stuff. They call me, and they say, they say, "Hey, how are you doing?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Your brother called you, didn't they?" And they said, "Yep." Uh-huh. I thought I should check on you, which I thought was very nice of them. That is very yeah. sweet. Very thoughtful. I said, yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm just doing stuff outside. There's nothing I can do about him. Yeah. He's going to just be himself. But he had asked me when I came home and he realized I wasn't furious. He started asking for privileges. Oh. And I said, no. And and, he's, and he didn't realize he still had his phone. And uh, he wanted game. And he tried to tell me it wasn't his fault that he wasn't at school. Like when he stays home because he says he's sick and I know he's not sick. And he's got allergies or something, and he was supposed to take care of them, and he does not. No, if um, you didn't use your nasal spray, and if you didn't take your allergy pills, and you have a massive sinus nasties, that's your fault. Sorry. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can you can stay home if you choose to, but you will not have privileges. Mm-hmm. So he tried to tell me it wasn't his fault that he wasn't at school. And I said, oh, wait a second. Hold on. It is absolutely your fault that you are home. Mm-hmm. Because you are suspended, and that is your fault. Yeah. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and he wanted TV. And I said, no. And he said, really? Not even TV? I said, not today. So I said, be good. Maybe you'll get it another day. But mm-hmm. not today. And then he, he had realized his phone was on. That's when he called other other people. And Child Zero said to me, I'm so surprised he still had his phone. I said, you, you do realize I also need to stay out of jail, right? Mm. Yeah. I need my own sanity. So right. he has to have some kind of pacifier. Yep. So yeah, he had his phone because I, I thought, well... There's not that much he can do on there, and it's just enough that by the end of the week, he's going to be really bored. And it's funny because on that Wednesday dinner, one of the rituals we have at our family dinners is we go around the table and say, what was something good about your day? Mm -hmm. And his good thing that Wednesday Mm -hmm. was, I did not have to go to school. Right. And we all gave him a dirty look. Like, "Mm, that's your bad. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be at school. Yeah. The following Monday... What was the good thing about your day? I, I got, went back to school. I went back to school. And, <laughs> and then his sister says to him, you said what? Uh-huh. Because last week you said this. And of course, leave it to number three to point that out. Yes. Number three loves taking those opportunities. Yeah. But usually they, they just like do it with their eyeballs. Mm-hmm. But this time they did say something out loud. And he's like, yeah, well, I did get bored. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yep, and you deserved it. Yep. So. I find it a little bit frustrating that he did get suspended because technically if you are in trouble or having a behavior problem or incurring behavioral consequences for things that are related to your IEP, Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to be removed from the educational experience. You're supposed to be given alternate setting. Right. You're demonstrating that the general ed classroom is not your least restrictive environment. But you should still be allowed a free and public education in what would be your least restrictive environment.
environment, which may be more restrictive than the one you're currently in. Yes. This school that he really, really, really wanted to go to. Because it's by our house and his friends go there. By our house and our friends go there. And I knew it was not going to be a good fit. And you knew it was not going to be a good fit. I did from dealing with other kids who did not get served well there. But he didn't want to, he didn't qualify for the program he was in anymore. He graduated it. There's not something in between that we can seem to get him into. And this school is not good at dealing with or serving children with behavioral problems or disabilities well. No, no. Their special ed program is spotty and underserved and it has been for years and the whole district has for years mm-hmm. but this school in particular is definitely focused more on their high performers than their low performers oh yeah and so it's just disappointing it is and i knew that they probably shouldn't be sending him home but i also knew he had a citation and that violence is against the law yeah so there's that and i did you know when i had to go get him last time when i had to go to the school last time there was another kid sitting in the office of the person he often deals with, the go-between person, sitting in the next room who must have been in, you know, one of those kind of timeouts of next least restrictive. Uh, yeah. Who was doing all the things that our boy does, like, I need water. Can I get water now? Can I get water now? I need this. I need that. When can I get water? You know, that kind of thing. I need the bathroom. Can mm-hmm. I poop? Yeah. That kind I of need thing. to go poop. Yeah. Does it bother you that I'm saying poop? <laughs> Because I really need to poop. Oh my god. Yep. (laughs) So, I really don't even know what else to say about that. Except that it's going to be my job to manage for a week, week and a half while you go get surgery. Hopefully, because right now I have a tiny bit of a sore throat and I have a cough. And last week, the boy had a sore throat and a cough. And I figured it was allergies because he doesn't take care of them. And mine could be because I was blowing the leaves. But it's also there. I have no other symptoms and it's been two days. But I really still needed to go away. This is a thing that happens to all of us in this house or has happened to all of us in this house at various times. We don't all have the same allergies, but we have all had the allergy ick that drains into the throat and becomes infected. Right. And mine is not infected and I'm doing everything I can to keep it as happy as it can possibly be right now. Right. You know, weird tea extra vitamins, Mm -hmm. rest, lots of liquids, etc. Good job. Thank you. So here's hoping. Yep. Crossing my fingers, toes, knees, everything else. Yep. Okay. All the good luck we can get. Yeah. For your third of hopefully four surgeries. Yep. So is there anything else about any of that before we wrap? I I would think that the last one would be a tinier one, but I'm not even gonna speculate that. So never mind. All right. So I think I think that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Okay. The heater is turned off. We don't have any other noises in here. Nope. Bob declined our invitation. Okay.
Okay. I think so. All right. Hi. Hi. Am, am I not loud enough? It looks like I am. You are. Okay. Now you are. We're good. Okay. Hi. Hi. You're handsome. Oh, thanks. You're handsome too. Thanks. You're welcome. I wish more people saw that. I'm glad that you see it. It makes me feel very special. I'm glad. Are we ready? Probably. <clears throat> are we ready? Well, we are in the room where there's more car noises, so. Yeah, it'll be all right. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. After you did get this scourgery... Scourgery? I hope I don't have scurvy. <laughs> God. I have been eating my vitamin C. Good job. You've Thank also you. been playing pirate games, so... Yes. After... Do you need to snuffle, snuffle, <clears throat> blow nose? No, I just need to breathe. I'm sorry. And it's a little bit cloggy. Yeah. So, can, can you get our creature? Can you get your dog? <laughs> it sounds like him, doesn't it? I heard the door, though. Oh. Yeah. That's... Okay. Yes. Um, PS4 time. You have PS4 time. No, you. You're not welcome because I already gave it to you. You're interrupting. Come here, Bob. Let me have your collar. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>